Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, May 31st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And if you're watching on TV 10 or Facebook, you see Colin sitting right next to me and you're like, why is he just sitting here? He's not an intern. He's not learning. I'm glad you showered today, so it's not bad in here. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've got special guests in the studio. I've had my you have the paper in front of you to get everybody's names, but we are joined here this morning or this afternoon now by the Jefferson Cougars, a couple members of the state championship softball team, first time in school history. So I'll just let them uh, introduce themselves if they can just go down the line and say their names. So let's do, start with you uh, here closest to me. Um, I'm Taylor Presley. I'm Lacey Lewis. I'm Becca Munslow. I'm Kaylee Dalton. Coach Waters. So, uh, first off, congratulations, and uh, let's just talk about um, starting with you, Coach. The state tournament down there, your team won a three and zero. Very impressive game for your team. Uh, all three of them. Just, what did you enjoy down there in South Charleston? Um, I'd have to say the most uh, how much the girls came just prepared to win. Um, it's We would like to see some of those teams more in our regular season, but I honestly think they play some of their best ball going in, not knowing what to expect. Obviously, we did some research on some of the teams, um, knowing some of them will have some slappers and left-handed batters and some of their pitching style, but um, not playing against them. I think they just come in prepared and just ready to just play softball. Nick? Uh, just, you know, as a team, I guess any of you can answer this. Uh, what's it like to be a part of this first state championship team? And when did you, I guess, as individuals kind of realize uh, that you guys had a chance to win it all this year? Um, I think it was super cool. I, the whole dynamic was cool, like after we won and just being all together and just like the feeling after we won was awesome. I think from the start of the season, we all knew that we had it in us, like, after our first practice, and, you know, everybody was getting along, and we were just, everyone just had the same goals, like, we all wanted to win. I think we all knew that we had it in us to win the state championship then, and, of course, like, being the first team to win, like, that's insane, and that, I think we're all just so proud of ourselves for that. I think just from the time that we all realized that we had the same drive to win and just we knew that we could go that far, it was just a moment that everybody knew it was in us to do it. And I think us realizing to work as a team would be most important to win, and we just went down there and did that and executed great. And I know game one, too, uh, was the closest of the games. You guys go to extra innings. Uh, kind of a slow start there against John Marshall, but eventually you know it starts turning around for you and what was kind of the message for the team in that first game after you got in that slow start I think you were getting no hit at one point and then eventually you rally back in that later inning to tie the game and then win it in extra innings what was kind of the mentality of the team in that first game 
Um, we just came together as a team and worked hard. We practiced those situations and practiced over and over, and we just talked to each other and knew that's what we had to do. So, and we we've it. obviously had multiple, or not multiple, but several um, extra inning games throughout yeah. the regular season. So we were definitely prepared for that, and we all knew that it wasn't we were it wasn't gonna we weren't gonna be able to go down there and just crush every team we played we knew it was going to be hard so once we got that first hit to tie the game our bats just came around and we were relaxed and we were able to win so we knew it wasn't going to be easy from the start so we all like were a little bit we didn't have a lot of energy in the first inning or a couple so we had to pick it up and we did and we executed really well in the extra innings and i'm really proud and becca for you as a pitcher uh being a freshman too um you know, kind of a situation where you're obviously haven't been in this situation before, but uh, you know, pitched really well throughout that tournament. Uh, knowing that you still have more years after this and already having that experience of winning this state championship, what's that like for you? It's it's a really good experience, and just to know that I have a good defense behind me and just really good people that are pushing me to do my best, and just having an awesome defense behind me just really helped. And for you guys as a team, obviously coming into the sectional tournament, you were ranked two in your section. Um, obviously, your tech section is uh, tough with a Washington team, and you guys knew you'd have to beat them twice in order to um, go to the regions, and they're a tough team, obviously. I think that we knew that they were they were a good team, obviously. We would never take anything away from them. Um we knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I think every single person on this team knew that we had it in us to go beat them. So all we had to do was come together and be a team um, and work hard, and we just truly proved how good we are and how much we deserved it. So, What was uh, your guys' favorite moment from uh, the entire season? Just go down the line. <laughs> the moment after we won the state championship was just... Hugging all my friends and like knowing that we worked hard all season for that, and Coach Des pushed us all season and told us that we could do it, and it like finally came true and it happened, and we did it as a team. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best ones. I think personally, probably winning the second um, sectional game for me, just because you know the past. Well, my freshman year and junior year, um, that was when my season ended. So to be able to have the season where we get past that moment and it just became like reality, that was probably my favorite part. I think my favorite part was when we beat Washington for the second time because we just knew like from that moment, we knew we had it in us to win the whole thing. I think mine was just beating winning sectionals in general because people thought we couldn't do it. They doubted us for a while and we came back and showed them who really owns the county. <laughs> it's been a uh, really good sports season overall there at Jefferson. So what has it been like not only for the softball team, but just as the high school as a whole for uh, you guys getting to interact with all the other athletes and seeing their success as well? It's been great. Um, so Jefferson sports in the past has had, you know, success here and there, but for like every every sport to just be doing so well like winning sectionals and going to states like it's just been insane the like the whole school morale I feel like has been up and this year has just been like really enjoyable um you can just tell like at sporting events 
the support for like everybody is insane like the student sections are way like larger than in the past and for softball this season more than ever we have seen an insane amount of support and that support has definitely been unmatched and then uh for you coach waters what did you like uh specifically for the four girls that uh, you brought in here from uh this season um, so specifically from them, they um, were all named to the All-State Tournament team um, and very well deserved of that. Um, I'll just start to my right here. Kaylee, um, we had to um, move her around to second base. She pitched for us some and played third for us some last year, but she um, very willingly and easily took over the role at second base. Um, and just her bat has improved so much from um, her freshman year to this season. Um, we joke around with her because she is most certainly a uh, a big hitter, and she uh, her freshman year liked to take a lot of daddy hacks, but she definitely uh, kind of calmed that down a little bit and has been more of a um, base hit hitter, especially with just the outside pitch. We've seen a lot of girls in the past are just so far ahead of the ball, ahead and just pulling everything. And um, she's worked really, really hard to just really drive the ball um, and get us base hits and string them together with the rest of the team. Um, so I think she's become a much um, selfless hitter, and that's so wonderful to see. Um, Becca, of course, has killed it on the mound for us um, all season. And just coming in um, as a freshman, you just never know what you're going to get, um, especially with freshmen, um, especially with a pitcher as good as she is. She could have come with a very big um, personal ego and been like, I'm the greatest pitcher around, but that's not how she is at all. I mean, she knows that she's good, but she's 100% a team player, and she knew that it was going to take the team um, to win this thing, and um, she was a leader for us um, early on. Even as a freshman, she hasn't been afraid to um, step up and say something, and she just ices it up on the mound and takes charge. Um Lacey, of course, is um, our senior, our veteran senior, and her um, experience certainly shows. Um, she's our leadoff batter who has over 500 batting average, and um, her fielding is she's just an all-star out there. But um, what she brings most to the table is her um leadership abilities um, and her experience. She just wants to win so badly and so she sets the tone for us starting back in the December when we're in the off season telling everybody that we need to be in the gym and we need to be lifting and we need to be coming to flex days and we need the energy up and having her pulling the team aside and having player conversations because there are times where um the team needs to be brought up by other players, not that the, not just the coaches. Um, so she leads that team in in every single way. And I said it at her signing, and I'll say it over and over again. She has been a huge part of any success that we had this season, and will continue have in the future because she helps set the bar. And then we have Taylor, who transferred <coughs> over from Spring Mills and came to join us her senior. Er, junior season and we have just absolutely loved having her um she started off um, in the infield but we thought she would be best fit for our team um in the outfield and 
Um, she's just done absolutely great. Um, we ended up, she's made so many um, diving plays for us um, throughout this whole season, and she saved the game for us um, twice in the, the sectional game we ended up losing against Washington, but she saved it twice for us um, to extend the game. And um, she just brings, just brings the intensity um, all the time, and that's just so cool to see because you can just see um, the spark and the love for for the game. Um, every pitch, she's she's out there hollering, and um, that's just what players like that. It rubs off on everybody else, and so Taylor and Lacey and Becca and Kaylee, they all bring the energy, and it just everybody else just follows suit. So um, they, these four in particular are um, a great team of leaders for our team in general. And coach, when you look at uh, just the makeup of your roster, you have five seniors, but you have a lot of players that are obviously coming back. How does that make you feel knowing you won a state tournament? Yeah, there's these five players that are that are leaving and going on to college, but you still have a core there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had um, we had a group of five freshmen um, for the season. And I believe four of them were starters, um, so that's a big deal, and that's a, a tip in our hats to them because it is very tough to come in as freshmen and start on the varsity squad. Um, so they've done an excellent job for us all year, but it just means we have a promising. Um, three more years um, obviously nothing is a give me and that is something that we will preach and preach and preach that they are still going to have to work hard I mean we still have Washington to get past in sectionals again next season um, you know they're they're obviously tough Maddie's a tough pitcher and so uh, we're going to have to string some things together and l- you sorry, losing Lacey's um, leadership presence on the field is something big that we're going to have to replace and train our other girls up to do. Um, I think they'll be willing to step up, but we just have to um, mold it all together. Do you think having Do you think having this uh, state championship now, uh, I mean, kind of give the team that confidence that they'll need next year because now you know that Jefferson's capable of winning? Uh, a state championship in softball? Yeah, I think it definitely gives them the confidence, but I think more than anything, it's going to give them the hunger. Um, We have a lot of competitors on our team, so I know um, they're not going to be satisfied with just one. So um, whether we, you know, hopefully we get another one in the future. So I asked uh, Coach Waters already what it was like um, having these four players here on the team, but I'll ask you guys now, what is it like playing for uh, Coach Waters throughout the years? I can start since I've played for her the longest. Um, It has been an absolute blessing. I think I can speak for everyone when I say that it, like, playing for her is just like playing for someone who just wants it as badly as you do. She's preached to us, like, how good we are. She's never negative, and even if she has to be hard on us, she's still uplifting us and wanting us to do good. You know, there's times where she's yelled at me, and of course I got mad, but I knew that it made me a better player. And I think that when you play for, um, when you play for someone who has the confidence in you and preaches it to you every single day and tells you how good you are every single day and tells you how much they believe in you every single day, eventually you just believe it and you know that you are that good. It's 
it's been incredible. And as sad as I am that I'm never going to play for her again, I know that she's going to continue to keep killing it these next several years, and so are the girls. Um, This was my first year playing for Coach Des, and I think it's just... <clears throat> awesome like her coaching style compared to other coaches is just what Lacey said it's so uplifting like it makes you want to be there like practicing every day like it sounds like it sucks but like I would do anything to be able to go back to practice again and like be coached by her and her coach like how she coaches us just compared to everybody else is just so different and it makes the girls want it just as much as she does and like my first practice when I was in the outfield, I wasn't the happiest, <laughs> but, and I missed like every single ball, but she kept telling me that I could do it. And eventually, like I made, like she said, I made a game saving catch and like, you can't just do that if there's not people that believe in you. And she just really like made me believe in myself and like made me know that I can do it if I set my mind to it. I think her just pushing us, and especially she pushed me a lot, and it's not like we're, like, we don't, like, she pushes me, and I, like, like that because it's just such a great thing, and she, like, does it, like, not being negative. She does it, like, with confidence. She has, like, 100% confidence in me, and just, it makes it so much better, and it's just, and this isn't the first time she's coached me in a different sport, but it's just been awesome having her as a coach. Um, I played with Coach Dash my second year, and like Taylor said, I got moved to a different position this year, which I didn't like that much, but I mean, I did it, and it's actually not that bad, but she pushed me to really work at second and dive all the time, <laughs> but um, the drive she has for us is just unmatchable. I've played for a lot of travel teams, but she's definitely my top coaching. Yeah. She pushes us to be our best all the time, and I love it. If I could say one thing, I would also like to shout out the other coaches too, because Coach Des obviously is a freaking rock star, but so are Coach Des and, oh, sorry, so are Coach Sav and Coach DJ. They have the one that she does, and yeah, they're just as great as her. So. Looks like uh, Coach DJ's uh, tuned in. She, he says, uh, woo, let's go. So, happy over there. But, um,. <laughs> When you guys came back, you had the uh, pep rally. So what was that like uh, from the school just celebrating you guys in the uh, state championship? Um, I think it was so cool seeing, like, everybody in our community supporting us. Like, usually people aren't very supportive of softball and, like, that kind of thing. But everybody was cheering us on. Everybody was so happy when we got off the bus. And it just felt so good, like, knowing we won states and that everybody was so happy for us. Just yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely everyone being there and like walking into the um, gym and just seeing all those students, it was insane because if you ask them, half those students, like how the softball team was doing, I guarantee they wouldn't know like half of the season, but they were definitely excited. They were cheering loud and, um, seeing like the pictures of all the teachers playing our games like during school was just incredible like never thought I would see that but I did just having the support from the students that don't even know like what softball is or have no clue like how do you play it and just especially 
just playing like the videos in the class and everything. It just means a lot and it's amazing. I'd like to say um, I just thought it was really awesome for the um, principal and the rest of the staff to hold that for the girls um, because one thing they it was just it was ended up being a pep rally but it ended up being all about the girls so they were a team in whatever games they played and then they played against the baseball team and they played against the other students um, but I got to just sit back and watch them and. Um, it was so cool to just see them enjoy the moment and everything about it because as hard as I do push them because I get on them very, very hard sometimes. Um, and we're just pushing them and pushing them, pushing them. And it's just always been softball, softball, softball. And it's still been, you know, you can do this, you can do this. But I mean, we push them hard and just to see them back and enjoying themselves playing um, the silly games that come with pep rallies, it just still reminded me that they are still kids. And it was just so cool to see some of that young kid aspect um, of them, even though they're very, very mature on the softball field, they got to relax and just, just be a high school kid at the pep rally and everything was all about them. So um, I love that moment, just getting to watch them just have fun and do their thing. And I just want to say I'm very appreciative of the high school staff for holding that for them. And congratulations once again to you guys winning your first ever title and down at the states this year, the AAA state title. And baseball is looking to do it this week. And I know last week when every day I talked to Coach Lowry, he was mentioning your team and good luck to you guys every single step of the way there down at states. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Thanks to the Jefferson softball team for coming in as we celebrate their state title. We come back, we'll uh, continue to talk some local stuff. We'll get down, we'll break down the EPAC softball teams as well well as look at baseball next after this break you're tuned to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. 
When it comes to breast cancer, early detection is the key. During the month of May, WVU Medicine will offer 3D mammogram screening clinics to women 40 and older on select weekdays at our Spring Mills Women's Imaging Center and our Jefferson Women's Imaging Center for just $60. This discount fee helps patients who haven't met their deductible, whose insurance doesn't include one with an annual exam, and for those with no insurance. Schedule your 3D mammogram today. Call WVU Medicine at 1-844-802-2734, option 2. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, you're right. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. And uh, now we'll get into, we were planning on starting out the show by getting into the all EPAC softball teams. And then we're like, you know what? Let's go longer. Let's go longer with the, the Jefferson softball team. Congratulations to them again for winning the Class AAA State Championship down in South Charleston, their first softball state championship in school history. Um, now we'll go down the all-conference teams, and it's loaded with Jefferson players, Colin. Deservingly so. Deservingly so. They had three first-team honors, pitcher Rebecca Munslow, infielder Lacey Lewis, and Brooke Allen. Uh, Lewis and Munslow were named co-players of the year, while Jefferson coach Jezere Waters was named coach of the year. Um, going to the second t- or the other first team members included Washington catcher uh, Camden Noland, Washington pitcher and infielder Maddie Ruffner, Musselman pitcher Emily Ellie Sloan, excuse me, Washington infielder Brittany Sinate, Hedgesville outfielder Bren, uh, Brianna Collis, Washington outfielder Gabby Bibb, and Spring Mills outfielder. Emily Cole, catchers Faith Cooper of Hedgesville, Emily Mason of Jefferson, pitchers Al, Brooke Allen of Jefferson, Claire Wetzel of Spring Mills, and Sarah Munson of Musselman. Um, infielders Shelby Harris of Jefferson, Kaylee Dodds, uh, Dalton of Jefferson, Munslow of Jefferson, Sloan of Musselman, and outfielders Taylor Presley of Jefferson, Chloe Cowan of Jefferson, and Courtney Greenfield of Washington were named second team. Uh, so just a lot on there, but a lot of Jefferson players, deservingly so. When you win the state title, you deserve to have your team littered all over the all-conference teams. Yeah, that, and then uh, Washington, who was a great team as well in the EPAC. It'll be a uh, hopefully great rivalry that continues to grow between uh, Jefferson and Washington there in the uh, section that they belong to. So watching them compete here for the next few years with all the talent that they have, It'll be interesting to see, and now Jefferson being the defending state champions, that's going to put an even larger target on uh, their back, not only from Washington, but for everybody around the entire state. Yeah, I mean, just once again, congrats to Jefferson uh, winning the state championship, but also uh, their individual seasons were great as well. Uh, It was interesting to hear about kind of each player's role on the team this year, and like Colin said, I mean, that rivalry between Jefferson and Washington is clearly there uh, already, but it, it continues to grow. It continues to get uh, more intense in every sport, but softball really picking it up as well. You know, they had some great games in the section, and uh, that should carry over into next year and 
Coach Waters talked about how they expect Washington to be one of their challenges again next year if they want to repeat. So, uh, But they do have a really young core. They have those five mm-hmm. seniors, but, I mean, when uh, – you know, you talk about um, you know most of their roster makeup. It's a lot of young players, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors. I mean, so for they example, can definitely we run just it had back. Becca Munslow, who yeah. was uh, here freshman, and she was the pitcher for them that absolutely dominated this season. So we get to see three more years of her pitching wise, and what she did this year just as a freshman alone. I, well, I hopefully, mean, you, it's great things. For, and for you the look future. at the All EPAC team: Brooke Allen, mm-hmm. freshman. Chloe Cowan, a freshman, uh, Shelby Harris, Taylor Presley, Kaylee Dalton are juniors and a sophomore. So it's just these a lot of these players are coming back and, you know, you only have you just have a few positions that you have to nail down a new player in. Yeah, and that's just one class for them. So you never know who's going to come up for uh, Jefferson or even for any other high school. There could be a great yeah. freshman class that comes up anywhere else around the Eastern Panhandle to be able to compete for the region. Definitely, and let's close the book now on softball. Move over to baseball as Jefferson Baseball. They will compete in the Triple A State Tournament this Friday and Saturday at Appalachian Power Park in Charleston, and uh, it's going to be a tough test because they're facing a team that has gone to ten straight tournaments, or could potentially face a team, and um, that's Bridgeport. They've won. They're pursuing their eighth consecutive championship. And it's going to be hard for a team that doesn't have as much experience down there, but has had a great year. It's going to be a challenge for sure. Yeah, if it becomes a Jefferson Bridgeport, which is what I think many people were uh, expecting that state championship to be, it's going to be a uh, great one. That's who Jefferson got beat by last year there in the uh, semifinals there at Appalachian Power Park. So hopefully Jefferson can get revenge. They have the talent to do so. It will just uh, depend on who's getting on the mound there that game and if they can finally uh, knock off Bridgeport, as you said. They only got two games. so Two games, two best pitchers, so probably Sammy Roberts and uh, Finn Horowitz. Just depends on what order you put that in. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, here we'll give you some specifics about the state tournament. Again, we cannot broadcast those games. I think we've mentioned a few times. Uh, do the broadcasting rights the SSAC has for all the state tournaments, state championships. We are not allowed to do so. If we could, we would be down there on Friday and hopefully for Saturday. Uh, but Jefferson, the number one team at 33-4, and four, will face the number four team, George Washington, 20-15. and 15. That's 5 p.m. on Friday night at Appalachian Power Park. Semifinal number two has number two Hurricane 32 and four against number three Bridgeport 34 and five. That'll be 50 minutes after the Je- the Jefferson and George Washington game concludes. And then on Saturday, the championship game, 45 minutes after the Class A final, which is scheduled for which could would approximately be around 4 p.m. Uh, the SSAC has announced that ticketing for the state baseball tournament will be digital only. Details can be found at wvssac.org and gofan.co slash wvssac. All sl- session passes or individual passes uh, can be purchased in advance. No paper tickets will be sold at Appalachian Power Park. Stadium staff will be able to assist customers with digital ticketing. So if you want to go, if you want to go support the Cougars, you have to buy tickets in advance. Well, I think one thing that we should point out too is you really can't overlook hurricane there as you know a yeah three or a two seed so i mean bridgeport 
is the three and again the records are very similar george washington kind of looks like the team that has the worst chances not only based on seeding but based on being a 20 and 15 regular season uh so they must have been you know kind of hot here toward the end i think to make the state which tournament. could scare you in that fact yeah, yeah. And, and, but just based on overall success you know jefferson probably has a better team overall and should be able to win that game but it's a single elimination tournament so really anything can happen here uh and it's it's kind of weird that they do that for the state tournament that they don't stick to double elimination format softball's double elimination. softball's double elimination. you play so. a th- best of three regional series so essentially that's like double elimination you lose the first game you can still come back and win the yeah. second game in order to go to the third game so uh, i don't know it, so. it's baseball it should never be uh one winner take all type deal yeah i don't i don't, I, I don't even like that up. for the wild card mlb wise but that's a different argument yeah i mean I, th- I think it takes away the overall death of a team mattering more than i mean it still will matter when it comes to winning it all but it won't necessarily matter for those individual series so that's kind of disappointing but i mean jefferson's got tall task i think they have the team to do it potentially but you do have to wonder about some of their bats uh maybe offensive production may not be there all the time for them um but their pitching is definitely top tier so if roberts and horowitz as options uh you gotta like their chances also i'm looking at the schedules for the season and i'm very confused how hurricane even made the state tournament they Why must because they according to uh metro news in the bracket they are 20 and 15 on the season you go to the SSAC website and look at the oh, you mean wrong. George Washington. Yeah, George. I was looking at the wrong thing. My fault. I still had softball up. I was very confused. Uh, George <laughs> Washington. Um, GW's twenty and fifteen. They're twenty and fifteen. Let me pull up their. They got hot though in playoffs. That's what matters. Yeah. You win the section. You win the region. You're in states. Yeah, they had We've a big Greenbrier twice there matter. in the region. They scored 18 runs and gave up two, so I guess that's that's why. Mm-hmm. I always forget that the, they're in a different section than the, a lot of the other schools down there in the Mountain State Conference. So they're in a, they were in a they're, they were I don't know, but they play a lot of different schools than you would think if you go through their uh, schedule there in baseball. But it should be a great state tournament, and uh, good luck to the Jefferson Cougars. We'll hopefully speak with head coach John Lowry Sr. maybe Friday, maybe Thursday. I'll have to see whatever he's whenever he's available when they're heading down there. Um, but we've got some other news locally here before we take a break. Um, Shepard has named a new uh, assistant athletics director for external affairs as Mark Warren has been named to that position. He comes to Shepard from a position as an account executive for corporate relations and group sales for the Texas Rangers Baseball Club. He was involved with sales and customer service, event negotiation, license agreements, and operations with local businesses. For Kinston Wood Ducks, he managed a diverse portfolio of accounts that led to the Wood Ducks being ranked in the top 10 in minor league valuation. Um he holds more than 15 years of experience as sports management professional. His experience includes coaching, sports, uh, business management, marketing, and sports administration. He gained Division One athletics administration experience at the University of Georgia. Uh, he was in the Navy as well for eight years. He holds a bachelor degree in education, sports management from Georgia, also a, a master's degree in kinesiology, sports management from Georgia. So team that just won the... Uh, What's his name again? Mark Warren. 
Mark Warren. Can I send him a message if he's listening? Yeah. Dear Mark Warren, on behalf of probably a majority of the Shepherd fans, get lights at the football stadium. Thank you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, imagine a Shepherd game there at night. To be fair, though, all of their conference games are day games. Yeah. So I don't know if the conference even cares about that. Yeah. Even if they had lights, would they play a night game? Maybe they get to host that Thursday night regular season opener game, but that's about it. I'm down. Night games are better. Would it be worth the investment, Colin? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I have to talk to him. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. On the other side of this break, we'll talk, we'll preview the NBA Finals. That begins this Thursday. And Colin is one happy man if you can see him grinning over there. They can't. Which they can't. Uh, But we'll break that down after this two-minute break on the other side of this break. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Safdar Akbar, Emergency Medicine. Physician's Assistant, Misty Hunsader, Interventional Radiology. Nurse Practitioner, Elena Diggs, Urgent Care. Physician's Assistant, Catherine Lee, Emergency Medicine. Psychiatrist, David Marks, Family Medicine, Psychology. And Physician's Assistant, Stephanie Maybe, Neurology. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Mr. Walkoff is coming back to Nationals Park. A walkoff for Ryan Zimmerman! Be a part of history. Game two of the doubleheader on June 17th. The first 25,000 fans receive an Employee 11 t-shirt. Come early and be part of a special Q&A with Zip. On June 18th, come early and witness the pageantry of Ryan's retirement ceremony. The first 10,000 fans, 12 and under, will receive a 2006 Ryan Zimmerman Kids t-shirt. Get your tickets now. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We will soon find out who runs the nation in the NBA. Get it, huh? Run this town. You don't get it? Nah. I don't know. The NBA Finals begin on Thursday night. Uh, But, Colin, you were one happy man Sunday night. Yeah, I was uh, sweating it out a little bit there late when Marcus Smart decides to take the last five shots for the Boston Celtics, misses them all, but then got the two clutch free throws, so it didn't matter what he did before that anyway. But 
I wanted it to be Celtics in six. They still got it done in seven. Honestly, let's get right into the NBA Finals. They play like they did against Miami. Golden State's going to beat them, and I'm not going to be a happy guy. Golden State versus the Celtics. 9 p.m. ABC Thursday night is game one from the Chase Center in San Francisco. And we've still got two days to go, you know, before the first game of the series. Golden State's already favored by three and a half, according there to Caesar Sportsbook. Everybody's going to be picking Golden State. That's a tough game to watch on Saturday. Honestly, it was a pretty sloppy basketball game. But it was game seven, and and those do tend to be You mean Sunday? Or Sunday, sorry. I don't know why I said Saturday. Well, it feels like Saturday because yesterday was Sunday. This is our Monday, Hypothetically. Yeah. Or like whatever um three-day weekends are confusing yeah. but it looked like the after the first quarter the celtics were just going to run away with it they did and you know miami played terrible boston really didn't play that great either but toward the end there they had a chance uh, with that jimmy butler shot that he took uh, they contested three and then once he missed that it was boston's win pretty much but um yeah i think the celtics have the talent to beat the warriors they might have the better overall team on paper and some areas but golden state has the experience they have steph curry so you gotta like the warriors i think right now and, and place boston hasn't really played that great against miami but overall it's been a pretty impressive playoff run i think for the celtics in terms of teams they've went through so it, it definitely is an intriguing series it's a different kind of matchup can jason tatum rise uh and get this win i mean it's a seven-game series. I think it goes, you know, or a best-of-seven series. I think it can go six or seven games without a doubt. I mean, but like Colin said, I think if the Celtics play the way they did against the Heat, it's probably going to be like Warriors and five. I think even though Golden State will have more days of rest, the few days of rest that Boston does get is really going to help them. And I still like, as you said, Celtics paper-wise, that uh, they probably have the better team, but Golden State has the experience. And can Steph Curry do what he does? Can Klay Thompson uh, pick up some guy or some points here and there and get like 20, 25 points a game? And Boston, Jason Tatum, everybody wants him to become a superstar. Now's the chance. You're in the NBA Finals for the first time. Lead your team, put them on your back, and uh, get like 30-plus a night and get them to a win. I, I'm going to be cheering. I'm going to enjoy this series, and I'm hoping it goes a full seven and that Boston gets it done in the seven and becomes NBA champions because it's been a long time. And being a Boston fan, the success that they used to have – and having to wait is something that Boston, even though I'm just a Celtics fan, the city of Boston's not used to waiting for championships. So and they only waited a long time for that first uh, Red Sox championship. That's true. But. And the Patriots. But uh, I'll say this real quick because I know we got to take a break here soon. I just want to, I guess, kind of give credit to Danny Ainge uh, for keeping this core together of Tatum, Brown, and Smart, if you want to include him as well, because a lot of people thought – oh let's go trade for paul george and like that wouldn't have worked out yeah i was saying dealt that young core together before that wizards game i was saying trade brown yeah they built that team through the draft and uh have kept them together and it's very similar to golden state really both teams big threes were all drafted by their team so i think that's an interesting way of looking at this series uh that these teams develop these players and into superstars and 
now they have a chance to win it all. Do you want to hear some insane record that I saw the other day, uh, ironically on TikTok of all places, about the NBA Finals and a team in New York? Sure. Um, something about in this insane NBA final streak where there's a player that has that has recently been on the Knicks in the finals for I think it's now uh, a long time. I don't have the exact number, uh, but it's crazy. It started. I think it's. Let's see. Do I have a number? I don't have a year number, but now brought I it up and he wasn't prepared. It's now 75 years, or no, 76 years, I believe. 76 seasons of the NBA. Uh, there have now been players that have recently been on the Knicks Are you in the sure finals. that's real? Because isn't this the 75th NBA season? Isn't that like the why they had the all-NBA 75 team or something? I have to find it again. We'll have to bring it up at some point. Uh, but it did continue. Maybe it's... I think you're getting I think point. it's... There's been a player on the Knicks or tied to the Knicks in every NBA Finals maybe is is the correct one because this goes back to 2010 with Nate Robinson on the Celtics Tyson Chandler on the uh, the Mavericks in 11 Kurt Ed, Eddie Curry in 2012 Tracy McGrady in 2013 um, J.R. Smith in 2018 Jeremy so Lin in 2019 yeah but it's that's it's just what I see right years. Here. it's an insane streak though I don't know yeah. I'd have to do some Finn research Chandler, again. though, played for the Knicks Come after back he later. played for the Mavs. So. I'll have to do some research I said on this. Celtics we'll talk about seven. this tomorrow. What are you guys saying, by the way? I haven't made my um, prediction yet. Okay. We'll have Lame. predictions on Thursday. Lame. The day they start. Like we do for every season when they Celtics start. Celtics in seven. All right. We already know that, but you're going all the way to seven. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll wrap things up after this two-minute break on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're listening to The Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11 Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 31st, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Quinnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. As we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix, about three or so minutes left in the show. Um, Baseball, America's pastime, the weekend of Memorial Day. Usually kind of those two things coincide. Colin and I both went to Nationals games this weekend. Uh, One they won, and the other they lost. The Nationals fan got to see the loss. The non-Nationals fan got to see the win. I think you're bad luck for your team. I am 0-2 this year. That's not hard, Nationals. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, it's, uh, we got to give the Nats some props. Got to give the Nats some props. They lost to the Dodgers ten to one last Monday, and then nine to four last Tuesday. They win. They salvage the final game of the se- of the series last Wednesday, one nothing. In the opening game on Thursday against the Rockies, they beat them seven to three. Uh, Friday night's game was postponed due to storms in the area that was played as a split doubleheader on Saturday. And the Nationals got the win 13-7 to in Game 1, and they lost 3-2 to in Game 2. Then they got a 6-5 victory on Sunday before losing to the Mets to open that series 13-5 to last night. But the Nats, since last Wednesday, they are 4-2. and And 5-5 and in their last 10 games. That's improvement. We're going to take improvement if you're a Nationals fan. They're not going anywhere this year. We already know that. We've already determined that. But they're making improvements, and that's all that matters. Uh, how about the Orioles? How they did this weekend? Uh, they won the series against Boston. They got three out of the uh, two. Had a pretty amazing comeback win there on uh, Friday. They were down 6 nothing, and then 8-2, and they won 12-2. So 10 unanswered runs from the seventh inning on and uh, yesterday. 10 nothing win. So that was a pretty, uh, pretty big shutout against the Red Sox. Now they got the... Seattle Mariners, Cleveland Guardians, and Chicago Cubs up next. So hopefully should be winnable series. Nick? Yeah, it could be winnable for the O's. Uh, I know Grayson Rodriguez is tearing stuff up on the uh, farm. So, you know, get him up here soon, hopefully. And um, I think he could provide a real spark to the pitching staff because I think for me, I'm a little bit concerned about Zimmerman's last few outings. He's been he pitched yesterday, right? Uh, no, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the uh, blowout loss that they had, so a little bit concerned about him. But I still think he's a decent arm at the back end of the rotation. Uh, but I think they could still live use that lift. I think if they could get Rodriguez up, it could be that. But I know they're trying to like work his pitch count up more before 
making him MLB ready. So we'll I feel see. like that's across the, the league. I'm seeing, I'm looking at pitching numbers, and they're still pitching guys to like 80, 90 pitches and taking them out after five innings, and they've only given up one, two runs in the team's it's early. It's it's still early, I guess. We're in the shortened spring training. Yeah, they're it's still kind of working too. them up. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to the Class AAA state championship winning Jefferson Lady Cougar softball team head coach Desiree Waters, players Lacey Lewis, Rebecca Munslow, Kaylee Dalton, and Taylor Presley for joining us today. Uh, and congratulations to them for winning the state softball championship, their first one in school history. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin and Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.